Yes, sir. God, do what you always done, be you always been. Anoint us, bless us, guide us, your spirit move on us, and back our weight. Jesus, my prayer, amen. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. It's the one. It's the one. It's the one. I'm gonna let it burn, burn, burn. Hey. You, you ready? That. Let's go. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks the artist. And you're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything, faith, life, and culture. We back Welcome. another week. Welcome. Another episode. Welcome back. 92 of them things. You're getting close to 100, man. Road to 100. Close, Look, bro. we count we counting down now. Someone mentioned that in the comments last week. That yeah. I, and I was like, man, it totally slipped my mind. I totally forgot. Well, for real, we're going to have to do a live episode. Let me not say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make, don't make any promises. Let me not yet. set that in stone. I, we have man. no idea what it's going to look like. It yeah. may still be just us and our solo thing, but nonetheless, we're going to celebrate. When I really think about it, a hundred is kind of yeah, insane. A lot of episodes, like outside of the break, we just took like almost really a hundred weeks straight. Yeah, like that's that. That's nothing to take lightly. But yeah, I'm actually I'm actually hyped, bro. Yeah, me too. It's going to be it. Me but too. look, y'all know what it is. Putting you on for this week. Let me just get into it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to put y'all on now. Talk to me, man. Okay, so this is Gio, burn for you. He actually hit us not too long ago, man. Yeah. He's yeah. insane. Look, this is God, real I've been trying to keep you closer. Never telling me it's over. How do you hear the truth in the midst of a battle on my shoulders? All them time spending wide awake. My thoughts keep getting colder. But if I take the long road, if hell's not really listening, though. Dream on. God, I'm gonna lean on. You huh? said it won't be long till all your dreams come true. But it's been hard uh. to keep my focus toe to toe. My emotions don't know who to put my hope in. Feels like. He said it's kind of hard to keep my focus toe to toe with my emotions. Y'all gotta listen. This is <laughs> he's real. Talking. Like he's really talking. Every talking. day's the same. You never learn, do you? Don't get confused. And what you do, my heart it burns what? for you. It was on that cross. I paid it all. I took my turn for you. And it don't matter if you fall. My heart it yearns for you. My heart it yearns for you. You never learn, learn, learn. Just love me something you can learn, learn, learn. I toss my dot and watch it burn, burn, burn. My heart it lost for you. Yearns, <laughs> this chorus is crazy, y'all. I know you real, but sometimes it feels like you ain't doing jack. This is what CHH is missing to me. This is real, bro. This is real. Yeah. Good thing Yes, sir. <laughs> nah, that's different. Yes, sir. That's Burn different. for you by Geo. I ain't gonna lie, he slid on that. Nah, that's fire. That is insane. That's, on, that's, that's one on of those things though. We talked about this in an episode we did a while ago. I think it was mm. called Rated E. Yeah. But people only invest in things that they see themselves in. Right. And one of those things that I always love about like any artist or anything I see art, something that's created, it's just like that type of like vulnerability, authenticity with like 
what life really looks like. Oh, for Especially real. Especially in, in in like in music too. That's what you really like. You know, like yeah. Marvin's room. Like you know what no, I mean. You, you really that, been there. Like yo, you want that relatability, like, bro? It make, it makes all the difference. But yeah, like no, he said on that. That's burn for you. Yeah. By Geo. So definitely check that out. But again, yo, y'all been sending in mad crazy suggestions that I've been like fire. I've been putting them on the list. We listened to a few of them even before the episode. But keep sending them in, putting yeah. us on. Like I said, playlist coming soon. So we got y'all. But let's get it. Let's so go. look, me and Jordan were actually just having a conversation. Yeah. Before we did this podcast, thinking about okay, like what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> what are we gonna get into today? And I was just asking him, all right, what is God teaching you right now or something that you're just learning in general and then he he had his thing that he was going in on yeah. that was crazy but yeah I'm starting it right now yeah go ahead it's yeah that's no, very much world. impromptu yeah so and this was this is a season of my life and this is a first for me I think a lot of believers go through the season but I feel like I haven't I have yet to you know kind of experience it but I was just talking about how I'm in a season right now where everything externally looks completely different than what God promised me and what God told me. And it's been a difficult process because, you know, you hear about it and it's like, you know, have faith, trust God, all that stuff. But until you really in like real deal in that situation, it's, it's a whole different ball game. And I was just telling Darren about how it's been kind of difficult dealing with the emotions of that. Cause it's like, God, you're telling me this, but I'm seeing something completely different. I'm hearing something completely different from, you know, people externally, and it's just so difficult. But it takes a lot of quiet time. I think for me, that's really been the thing that's been keeping me going and keeping me just reminded of the the promise and the confirmation that God gave me is quiet time with God. And I think that's something that I kind of failed to be intentional about prior to the season. But I've just been reading a lot through the Gospels, and, like, you just see Jesus. It's been a lot of quiet time with God. And something else I noticed with Jesus is not just, like, he spent a lot of quiet time with God, but he was also vulnerable with God. So when you see even just the Garden of Gethsemane before he's about to get crucified, he's like, Father, let this cup pass from me. Like, he's being sorrowful. Like, I don't, don't, like, this is difficult. Let this cup pass from me. But then they let your will be done. You know, Jesus saying, like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like, is a vulnerability and also quiet time. And I think those are the two main things that have kept me, um, kept me through the season. It's just quiet time with God, but also just being honest, like, because there's emotions that come with that. And I think as a believer, there's this pressure, like, I have to be full in on it all the time. I'm not allowed to doubt. I'm not allowed to feel these emotions. So anytime I, I get kind of frustrated or angry, let me just suppress that. I'm not allowed to feel that. You know what I mean? But it's really like embracing it and more so taking it to God. Like, God, I'm frustrated. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm confused. Like, what what you got me doing? Like, there's been so many moments where I'm just like, God, what is going on? Like, where you got me? <laughs> like, what do you got me doing? <laughs> what do you got me doing? And through that process, I've just gotten so much comfort and confirmation because it's like you, um, the verse that talks about, um, ooh, what's it say? You have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't have, sometimes we don't get the comfort we need because we are not vulnerable with the emotions that require such comfort. Um, So that's been really big for me. It's just being honest, like, hey, I'm pretty down bad. Like, I'm confused, I'm lost. Give me some comfort, give me some direction. And um, that's been pretty big, but it it has been difficult, though. It's hard. I don't think, did you find it? Yes, James 4, verses 1 through 3 says, yeah, you have not because you ask not. 
you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss and you spend it on your pleasures. Mm-hmm. I think with that verse as well, it's like it's it's asking, but also asking the right way. I actually just saw a reel about this verse, and it was saying it's not just about asking, but asking with the right heart, asking with the right intention. And sometimes we think a lot of our answers and, and things that we receive are implied. Like, you know, God knows my heart. Like, he'll give it to me. Like he'll give me the comfort, but it's like asking for it, being being honest about how you're feeling. Those have been the two main things. So I'll say vulnerability and and um, quiet time. Yeah, and it's funny because we were just in the car listening to this podcast yeah. about prayer, and someone was doing an interview with an author that had written about just different aspects of coming to God and what that looks like. And a big thing they were talking about. It's kind of what you're mentioning is the fact that we really don't call on God because we have this idea or belief that he's not going to answer. Mm. And the very small kind of minuscule, minute details of what we go through kind of seem so small to us. And we feel like God is very much far from that. And he was giving this example of how he essentially, for whatever reason, he needed like a lawnmower. And I don't think he had the money for it at the time, but Mm -hmm. he like really, really wanted it. It was something that he needed for like his house. It's like, you know, so it's well kept and whatnot. It's something he just wanted to do. And so he, for whatever reason, was like compelled and led to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to God for this and actually ask him and be like, hey, like this is a need that I have and I'm putting it in your hands. Right. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I think a few days later, a friend of his He's moving out of town and he tells him for whatever reason, I felt led to call you and tell you that we have a lawnmower that we're about to sell that I feel like I need to give to you. Yeah. And that was like a very pitiful, pivotal moment for him in his walk and understanding like how God is so just in the details. Yeah. He's so in the details of even a lawnmower, you know, just, sometimes we can miss that. Yeah. I was, um, as you guys know, I've been reading this book that I've literally brought up the past like three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta it's put a, the link in the description before asking. Book. It's yeah. a fire book. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um and he was talking about prayer. And that's really why I think it was so timely that I'm reading this book around the same time I'm kind of going through a season because he's talking about like the quiet place and prayer and kind of like rewriting what that looks like. And something I realized is like prayer sometimes is just like sitting in silence, which I think I never I never used to think that I thought, you know, when I'm going before God and I'm praying, like I always have to have words. And I think having that mentality kind of held back my prayer life because sometimes you don't have words. Like if you can relate, sometimes when you're dealing with so many emotions or you you don't really have a lot of words to say. And since, you know, you have this mentality, it's like, OK, I have to go to, to God with like my emotions figured out. I have to go to God with like some sort of words, some sort of plan that like I got to know what to say. Sometimes just like sitting in silence. That's been pretty big. Like sitting in silence and even doing that sometimes feel like feels like it's not doing anything. Like nothing's coming from it. Like why am I sitting here in silence? But um I don't know. I feel like I've I've been finding a lot of peace in it and like kind of drawing closer to God in doing so. There was this quote in the book, which um he was quoting, I think, um I don't remember. Maybe it was a monk. He said <laughs> he said, um, the friend of silence draws near to God. And I don't know. I just thought that was fire. Like the friend of silence draws near to God. Draws near to God. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just like, um, I guess it would be more of like a, it's like an external, 
expression of like what you want to mirror internally. Like I want to be at peace with me and God and like quiet all the thoughts. So like, let me quiet everything around me and just kind of just sit here. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's been big too. He's been talking about rewriting prayer and you know, what your prayer life looks like and stuff like that. And I just thought that was really interesting since you were talking about prayer. Yeah. And I, and that reminds me of something that you told me right before this is the fact that a lot of times, especially where you're at now, you can be so emotional that you want to distract yourself from that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you're dealing with so many thoughts, questions, whether that's coming in the form of, and emotions coming in the form of uh, frustration, yeah. anxiety, even just maybe just being completely like sad, whatever that looks like. And you try and like remove or run away from that as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's like, and maybe a part of it is even confrontation, because I think even um, conf- if you're not a confrontational person person in general, which I'm not, like I don't like facing things. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes like I'm feeling that's like if I don't want to feel this, like I'm going far away from this as far as I can get. I don't want to deal with this right now. Um, and I think really more so, it goes back to what I was talking about um, with prayer and how sometimes you feel like you have to have words. So it's like since I don't have words to say to God, I have to go to something else. Right. Cause if you hold this misconception that like, I have to have words, it's like, I need something that's going to come for me without me having to, um, expect it like, uh, expel much or like say much. Cause, cause it's like, so sometimes you want to distract yourself with, let me just watch this show or like this movie or, um, whatever the case may be. But that's why I think the silent, the silence piece is big. It's like, I don't, yeah, and I said this I a while ago, but, you know, sometimes tears are prayers. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something that I either heard, saw, or someone sent to me, but that definitely changed my perspective on what communication with God even looks like, especially when you're going through a period where it's like, well, what you told me, what you promised me, what I felt my life was supposed to look like, or at least what I knew you were guiding me into. Yeah doesn't look anything like what I'm actually in right now. Mm -hmm. Having those moments where you can really feel as if like prayer is like a safe place. Yeah. And I think especially in those type of seasons that you're in right now, and I almost feel like I'm in Mm -hmm. to some degree, you definitely, I don't think, and this is what I've been challenging myself with, right? I don't think you really believe in something if there hasn't been a moment of true doubt in it. Mm. Like whenever I think about even like the podcast, like for me, where it's at now, where I always dreamed of it going. And even the days I used to dream of it being where it's at today, it's like early on, I would see people who would like, you know, have those moments of like existential crisis of like, yo, like, I don't know if this is going to work out or I can't see it clearly anymore. I'm like, yo, like why? Right. Like you said earlier, sometimes you don't really understand it until you're actually in it. Yeah. But now that I'm feeling like I'm kind of at that point of like, man, like, yo, like, I I don't know if I'm gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I want to see it through. This is what I know. I've always wanted mm. what I know is in God's plan and what's a part of the promise. But I just don't know anymore. Mm. And sometimes I've gotten modes here recently where I felt like that was so discouraging because it was like, man, like, do I even really have faith anymore? Hmm. Like, 
do I really believe in it? Is yeah. my optimism there? Is my hope now lost? And I definitely don't think so. I think that even if you do have that moment of questioning or even like that kind of crisis, it doesn't take away from knowing the truth. We always talk about the difference between truth and emotions. And I think sometimes those two can, I won't necessarily say coexist, but you can have, be dealing with these emotions of yeah. doubt, uncertainty, even confusion, but still always find yourself back coming to the truth of what you know God told you, what you know your future is, and ultimately who you are in him. And so I think that's where I usually like always, always land with that. But, you know, when it comes to, okay, yo, I feel like just letting it go. You know what I mean? Like just kind of like giving up on it. I'm in school. Mm. It's my second year. I know this degree, this career, this path was what was for me, what I'm destined to do, or part of my gift. But you know what? <laughs> Might be time to call it, mm. right? Like, you know, I've been at the company for about like six months. It's, it's, it's been going pretty well. Coworkers are cool. But this workload yeah. that I have to do, the task, this kind of turbulence I'm feeling right now, I just don't know if this is really me yeah. anymore. Right. But knowing you wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for God putting you there. Right. So you just have like these opposing emotions and thoughts that you know how to like balance and work through and just see through. Because even I mean, you just we were just talking about this, too. Sometimes these moments of being uncomfortable are exactly what God is putting in place for you to grow. Mm. and another level of like resilience and character and strength that you didn't know that you had. And that's what kept coming to my mind even here recently is the fact that there was someone who told me this, I believe, or maybe I was just watching a movie. I've been watching too much stuff (laughs) for real. I can't, I can't even tell the difference, but it was the fact that, you know, tough times build strong men. Mm. And that's what I just kept hearing and hearing over and over in my head as I'm sitting here like, man, like I don't know anymore. Like yeah. I, it may be time to just like throw it away. So how do you, what do you, whenever you feel like just giving up on it? Maybe we talked about this, mm. but I did want to know. Mm. Man. When you want to just let it go. When you want to just let it go. Yeah. Um. Step, step away. Take a, take a step back. Mm. Go in a different direction. I think a part of it is just understanding that anything I walk into that's outside of God is going to be me settling. So it's like, if God is telling me to do this thing when everything even just looks, you know, like it's going the opposite way and I want to give up on it. It's like, I'm settling at that point in time. So even though it this doesn't look like how we said it would right now in this moment, it is what he has for me. And, and everything God has for me is the best thing, point blank, period. I think that just comes from, like, understanding my word and just history with God. It's just, like, everything he's walked me into has been the best possible case scenario. Um, that's something that really keeps me grounded and something that really keeps me just, you know, standing firm on what he said. It's like, okay, what he, what he said is best. He, even when, you know, I feel like, ah, I want to give it up. I want to let it go. I know I'm settling. I was like, I, n- I never settle. I never settle. That's one big mindset. No, that's real. And I think for me, I was actually, someone sent me a devotional a few days ago, and this had to be maybe Monday. 
and it was really just speaking to, I mean, everything we're talking about and what I was even, what was even really going through my mind. But it's in Galatians 6, 9, and it says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I've heard this before. Mm. It's one of the the church classics to recite, to play on Sunday, sure. to run laps around the church about, to shout. But, you know, always, of course, you go through all these different moments and you hear all these things that your parents told you or you, you just kind of continuously heard growing up. They're like, oh, it clicks now. Yeah. It makes sense. And so this is definitely one of those things that have kept me going. We talk about are those moments where you do want to give up. You're feeling like you want to stay, take a step back from the thing you know you should be in. This is like kept me um, like do do not become weary and well doing for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. Yeah. Right. It is like a guarantee. So we talk about like promises of God and what his word says and standing on that. It's like we will reap the harvest of the discipline, of the faithfulness, of the obedience, of even the resilience and perseverance of everything that we're in. Like it is we will reap the harvest, but it's about not giving up. And so a big thing for me even now more than ever that I've been stressing about. It's like, you know what? I just want to like finish well. Yep. Genuinely. Like when we talk about just life in general, Mm -hmm. when I pass, when that time comes, but even in every season and every moment um, within every assignment, what I'm called to do, what I'm walking into, what I'm in right now, it's just like, yo, to finish well, Mm. And that really being like just the epitome and like just the goal for what I'm striving toward so that harvest can come. Um, and I'm not like just going by the wayside at any sign of, of doubt. Yeah, no, that um, that scripture reminds me of a different one. And it's in uh, Hebrews twelve eleven, And it says, um, because because when you're talking about not becoming weary and well doing, I think that comes down to, like you said, perseverance and discipline. In Hebrews twelve eleven, it talks about. And says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So I like how it's literally prefacing and being like specific. It's like discipline is not always going to always feel good. Perseverance is not always going to feel good. But like you said, later on, it produces a harvest. Right. And in this verse says harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it that's just one um i got my rotation of daily verses because that definitely keeps me that's because to answer your question how do i stay firm that is one of the things like it is going to produce a harvest you know even if it is difficult stand, standing here standing firm is going to produce a harvest no that's fire that's like this encouraging me say that again <laughs> hebrews twelve eleven. okay no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however it produces a righteousness oh Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm, it's one of my harvest. favorites right now. Yeah, nah, that's, that's 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 top one verse right now. It's the first one I got on my list. Harvest, a harvest of righteousness and and peace. A harvest of righteousness and peace. That's major. That's so major. Yeah, and I and I think that. Yeah, I mean, this is. I guess this is super timely because i don't know why but i'm i'm right now thinking about how a lot of our friends um they're graduating yeah and i guess obviously we're coming to the end of a lot of different people's school year whatever like that looks like for you 
And yeah, so even talking about finishing well and not and not giving up cuz sometimes you never it's hard to see like when you're really in the middle of the storm, right? But once you are out of it, you're able to take a step back and look back at all the things that did take place yeah. and did happen and maybe things that you went through and had to deal with from mm. what other people may have been saying or doing. And it's just like circumstances outside your control. Like you can look back and be like, yo, okay, I can see why. I understand now. I get it. Right. At some point it, it yeah. may it, it makes sense. And even if it doesn't always piece together, you still can see the good out of what God was trying to do and get through you in like particular moments. That's so you know? crazy. I was I was just talking to someone about this. I feel like all, if not most of the knowledge or most if not all of the knowledge that I've learned and just wisdom I've gained was all like high in hindsight. Like it was never like a lot of what I learned is from experience, but like you said, not from like in the moment, but like years after, like months mm-hmm. after that's when I was like, Oh, okay. That's what I learned from that. Cause sometimes stuff happens and it's like, what was, you know, what was it like? What, yeah, yeah. Like what was the point of that? And then time goes by. You're like, Oh, like that's that lesson I got. All the mm-hmm. lessons I've learned is it's all hindsight. And I think that's a universal experience for like really everyone it's it's always hindsight knowledge it's like learning from your mistakes type of thing no that makes sense and that's huge when we talk about like sometimes you may not even understand it in the moment like I was even saying yeah adding to what you just said but as time goes on it becomes like clear and clear and that picture just becomes like becomes like that much more solidified right and I think a big thing as well, like outside of just like maybe seeing it after the fact is really even changing your perspective while it's going on, you mm-hmm. know, because there can be that level of even resentment of like, dang, like why me? Yeah. Like why, do, why do I have to go through this? Why mm-hmm. is this something that I'm dealing with when it comes to all of this anxiety, all of this frustration and anger and all these things happening around me. And definitely that perspective shift in it. Because even when we talk about like waiting on God, right. Mm. It's about like, yo, how are you waiting? Right. What is your posture like in that for you to really get everything you need from that particular moment or season? I wanted to read this devotional. I felt related to that. It's called reframe your perspective. It's coming from the verse in first Thessalonians 518, which says give thanks in all circumstances. And it starts and says, most of us spend a fair amount of time regretting what we don't like, what we don't have, or who we are not. On some level, thinking constructively about these things can stir us to action, but mostly they just bring us down. Someone said, try this today. When you find yourself thinking this way, give thanks for what God provides. Consider this a kind of reframing of your perspective. God, this is not the job I wanted, but thank you that I have a job. It's not the house I wanted, but thank you that I have a roof over my head. It's not the marriage I expected, but I thank you that we're working on it. These are not the ministry results I was praying for, but I thank you for this opportunity to serve you, Lord. Lord, I want you to hear my heartfelt thanks for what I have, for what you have given me. You can do this reframing and you can start now. Whatever your circumstance, thank God for what you do have. At the same time, believe that he whose plans for you are good is able and faithful to take you where he wants you to go and give you what he wants you to have. And so I thought that was just relevant Because when we talk about, okay, what does it look like even being in it and even how you manage of 
manage not not stepping back and not giving up on it i think a big part of that is just your posture in it yeah your posture even during this particular moment of like hardship and all of this doubt that you may have so giving thanks even in these moments of like yo god don't understand but i'll praise you anyway i'll serve you anyway i'll honor you anyway because I know on the other end of this, right, that harvest is going to be there, whatever that looks like for me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that I almost forgot to mention that definitely helped me just through this whole season I'm going through is um, basically what she was talking about is changing your perspective. And I was reading in, um, it was in Acts 5. So basically what had happened was the apostles. <laughs> what had happened was, it's crazy. <laughs> That's so funny basically, to me. Go basically, ahead, what go ahead. I, basically what had happened was uh, the apostles were, you know, before the Sanhedrin and they got flogged. Basically, they got they got whipped. For people who don't know, don't know what flogged is, I feel like sometimes you say, like, stuff people don't know what it means. They got whipped, like, either with a stick or a whip, right? They got hit with it repeatedly. And the reason I had to emphasize that is because <laughs> no, <laughs> them getting whipped okay, is crazy. I had to, I had to, em- I had to emphasize it because it makes it what happens next even more crazier, right? So it says... The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. And that's Act 5, like uh, 30 through 41. Um, but worthy of suffering, that's something that, you know, I wrote in my notes because I just thought that was so interesting. And I think Paul also talks about it in one of his letters. He was in prison. He was like, I'm thankful that I'm, I'm, I'm counted worthy of suffering. And I think that's kind of the mentality I've tried to take through this process is like, okay, I'm worthy of this. Like God trusted that I could handle, you know, all of this that I'm going through. Right. He trusted me because I wouldn't be going through it if he didn't think I could handle it. Right. So that perspective change is also another thing that kind of kept me standing firm. It's like, okay, you know what? Let me change the perspective. There definitely was times where I was like, God, (laughs) I'm worthy. Am I worthy of suffering? Like I I didn't even know. (laughs) I know what to call it. I know there's definitely times where I'm like, God, hey, you chose the wrong soldier. <laughs> you chose the wrong one. There was times where I'm like, God, hey man, you chose the wrong one. Oh soldier, my goodness. Bro. Yo, this is actually no, that's fine. There's been moments like that, but it just constantly rem- reminding of his word. But that that perspective change was huge though. Like that worthy of suffering because I'm like, man, because they had a heart of thankfulness after going through like trials and tribulation. And I feel like as believers, that's the same mentality that we have to adopt. It's like I'm thankful that God, like, he saw me worthy of this. So sometimes, and it, sometimes it's easier said than done. But <laughs> Sounds crazy. Yeah, so, sometimes it's easier said than done, but it definitely helps if you really have the right heart posture. But it, it makes sense to me, and this is actually, like, seriously, like, really, like, encouraging me because I think about 1 Corinthians ten eighteen when it says, For no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. But God is faithful. He will never tempt you beyond yep. what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way of escape. Right. And for me, I think that verse encompasses a lot more than what we may think. You know what I mean? When we talk about what God knows that we can handle, endure, it will never put us in the position that it's beyond the strength that he's given us or put in us. Yeah. Right. And so because I I, um, I've mentioned this once before on the podcast, but I remember in 2020 when I graduated, there was a lot of noise because, of course, that was a very turbulent time with like just what was going on in America and just the world at large, really, with COVID and whatnot. And a lot of people were just, like, being, like, super discouraged. Like, yo, like, why did I have to graduate now? Like, going into, like, college with this or this job market and whatnot. 
And one thing that I had said, because I had made a post during my graduation, but I found a post and it says, um, Dear 2020, yes, we've lost graduations, proms, and our most memorable moments with friends and family. The last phase of our youth has been filled with crippling fear, anxiety, and complete uncertainty, but we're built for this. I don't believe God would ever bring a situation upon a generation he did not equip for. So this is the part right here. I do not believe God would ever bring a situation upon a generation he did not equip for it. Although these things have been completely unexpected, there is a reason this is happening during this pivotal moment in our lives. Society, culture, and the world at large will not have to be completely rebuilt. Therefore, we are the future. The next decade of reform is in our hands. The future condition of this world will be direct product of how we'll shape it. I can't wait to see what will become of this graduating class across the globe. We're destined for greatness. Even though we see this as tragedy now, we will look back and realize this was the exact moment we were made for. To my fellow graduates, I wish you nothing but the best, and I'm believing your future will bring you nothing but prosperity. Stay stay encouraged and stay strong because there is more. We carry the weight of the future generations, but our soldiers were destined for this responsibility. Oh, my goodness. I need to hear that. That was heat. Bro, bro's a modern-day activist, a modern-day <laughs> modern philosopher. That was heat. We <laughs> carry the weight of the future generations, but our shoulders were des- Our shoulders were designed for this responsibility. That's fire. That's fire. We are hope. Mm. I needed to hear that. You're built for this. You're built for it. That's what that verse... That that's that's why that's what I that's what I got to my head. Yeah, that's what I was brought to my mind. Mm. I needed to be reminded of that. Yeah, you're built for this. So taking all of that, what I just said in that post, and making it more individual to your own life mm. and what you're going through, I don't believe God would ever bring upon someone anything that He did not design for them to carry. Yeah, and wasn't going to help them through either. Yeah. Ever, whatever that looks like, even if it's, you know, things outside your control and circumstances and pain that me brought up against you, like he's not going to leave you there and he's going to see you through it all. And you're built for it. Yeah, you're built for it. I think some, sometimes we feel like we're not built for it and we're not designed for it, but we don't have the blueprint. So it's like we we, we don't we don't know because sometimes you feel like you're not equipped. You feel like you don't have the necessary tools and things you need but at the end of the day. He has a blueprint. He's a creator. He made you. So even though you don't feel like you're equipped, understand and have faith in the person who has the blueprint. Like he knows I can go through this because he made me, he built me. And I, I did, I didn't make me and I didn't, I didn't build me. So like what, what I have to say about it is just like, Oh, even if I feel like I can't get through it, like I don't have the blueprint. Like, yeah. And even though we do, we were destined for it. He's still the one that's going to continue to carry us through regardless. And so, yeah, that's, that's that's why I bring that up, and that's what I'm reminded by. the fact that that may be the title. You're built for this. You're built for this. You're built for this. And I needed to hear that because you'll have moments where it feels like, you know what, it's too much. It's too much responsibility. It's mm-hmm. too much weight. It's too much workload. It's too much stress. Too many things to manage. I'd rather, you know what, give it up. Yeah. Be comfortable. Step back. Do it my way. And a lot more peace, a lot more comfort, but... This is what you were made for. So when we talk about what you mentioned in terms of even being worthy of suffering, that's what comes to my mind. And what we talked about even not too long ago about that's something that's not really talked too much about in the church. 
right? And I found, uh, I remember this verse in James chapter one, verses two through four. And it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. He literally says, count it all joy when you fall into trials of many kind knowing that this testing your faith produces patience right Mm -hmm. so we see this like common theme yeah right which is so interesting just like throughout the bible of this idea of suffering but it always being associated with like this feeling of (laughs) almost optimism which is crazy and positivity which you would think would be so backwards right Mm -hmm. but going back to what jordan was saying um we are being we're worthy of this yeah in the sense of this is this has a purpose, right? And I mentioned this not too long ago. It's the fact that God doesn't waste pain. He doesn't waste seasons. He doesn't waste things that you go through, right? It's all for an intended purpose and intended end. For yeah. wise men's steps are ordered, right? And if that's what we believe, we know that whatever this is right now, it's going to have a harvest on the other end of it, yeah. right? So the fact that we're going through this refinement process, that he feels us worthy to refine us, to use us even more, to grow us in our character and our integrity and our responsibility to look more like his son, like, you know, to be used by God. Yeah. What, like, you know what I mean? Like, who wouldn't? Who Highest wouldn't? privilege, right? Who wouldn't want that honor? Right. And I, I just looked up some, like, just verses, like, yeah. regarding, like, suffering, and I, I found a lot of good ones. But there's one, and it's in First Peter 3.14, it says, But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. And it talks about in First Peter 10, And the God of all grace, who calls you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And then in 2 Corinthians 4.17, it says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And it goes on, but there's mm. not... And they're really all optimistic. But there's not a shortage of this idea of suffering throughout the Bible. Not and it all. being talked about and people going through it. Mm. Right? It being, it being a part of... This walk, right? But, you know, it being refinement as well, not just something that you're going through for the sake of it and just for willy-nilly and things, you yeah. know, but um, it having an intended end mm-hmm. and knowing what that looks like, but always understanding whatever it is, you're built for this. You're built for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're built for this. That's the one, man. Think That's the one. I think that's real timely. Probably a lot of people probably need to hear that. Yeah, because yeah. you, I didn't even realize. It. I guess it is graduation time. There's no, a lot no, of people. Facts, there's a lot of people facts. going through like transition. It's a transitional time. It's for transition, people. bro, and like ending. Like you know, we talk about just ending. We talk about like finals and going into whatever that looks like. Going yeah. into the summer, figuring out what it's going to be, not knowing what that's going to look like, right. trying to figure out what life is, trying to find yourself. I know this is what I'm passionate about, what I feel God's leading me to, but I don't know. Mm. This is really hard. I think I want to step away, give up. I'd rather, you know, go back home, do something online, whatever it looks like, you know. Yeah. But realizing, yo, if God's called you to it, it's what he's going to he's gonna bring you through it as well. That's a right? fact. And if you're solidified and know that it's a God thing, you know, then that's what he's designed you for. That's what you're destined for. That's a fact. And you're built to carry it. 
built for this, man. Got them, you got them good shoulders. You built for you know this. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got anything else? I didn't know that's where we're at land. We Me had neither. no idea what we were going to talk about We kind of just today. started, and we, <laughs> we we got here, which, is, hey, it's a good place. <laughs> it's a great place. I started with a prayer. I'm probably going to keep in, but, yeah, this is where we landed. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. No, I, I, don't, four. I don't have anything else, though. What about you? No, no, no. What else would you say just to end it off? Oh, you like, like okay, well, let's Closing see. remarks. Let's see. What, yeah. what would I say? Hmm. hmm. I guess I'll say just, you know, as a as a fin- finishing touch, you know, the salt on the top, the icing on the cake, the cherry on the you milkshake. It, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stalling. I don't know. Just <laughs> um, hmm. you said a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. Hmm. I would definitely just for encouragement for people listening. I would just say that you're worthy. You're worthy of something that, that I'm glad we got to that because that really has been one of the biggest things for me that got me through it. Because before I had the the mindset shift, it was a you know a lot of victim victim playing. Like yo, what what am I like? Why is it me? What do you mean? Why is it you? Why is it me? Yeah, why like why is it me, God? Like why what you doing? Like why why am I here? Why you got me here? It was a lot of that, and that's uh, a very emotionally draining. But shifting that perspective was like huge because now it's like you get a sense of confidence, like. You were playing the victim. Now you're confident in this, what you're walking in. So realizing, like, you really are worthy of this. He found you worthy of whatever you're carrying, and he thought you would be able to carry. He knows you can carry it, right? So adopting that same mindset that the apostles had, that Paul had, um, that you're worthy. You're worthy of it. You're That's the biggest this. thing. That's you're the biggest thing. You're built for this. Yeah. Don't try to even convince yourself out of that. Even in moments where it's hard, and not even taken away from that either, because it is difficult. But that's when you press in more. That's when you really see, and that, and you realize the moment that you were created for mm-hmm. is when it is rough, and when there is that resistance from your own mind and your emotions about you not being good enough and you not being worthy, and that you can't handle it, and that maybe this is for someone else, and that you're not qualified and that you don't have the credentials anymore and that you're not a gifted, you're not talented enough, whatever it is, your own thoughts trying to convince you out of what you know God had you in or even from the enemy, people around you or even circumstances outside your control that are trying to push you to and fro and get your mind in worry and anxiety. No. No. Stand firm. Stand. worthy and you're built for it. Yes, sir. Stan. You built for it. Built All right, what do you want? You want 419 or which one? Yo, so look, I I I I'm not I'm not biased. I'm really not biased, right? I'm gonna say this here. There's I feel like there's those few artists, and I was having this conversation with someone not too long ago. Those yeah. are those few artists that doesn't matter what they put out, like they've never put out a bad song to you. Like everything they put out, you enjoy and you like. Like for me. Cole, I would say even maybe Drake, right? I would say Alex Jean, definitely. Like, there's there's some artists in, in that. I don't know. I feel like there's, I feel like there's artists that like I don't know. Just some people are just connected to in a sense of like yo, like whatever you put out, like they've never put out a bad song to you. If that I'm, makes sense. I'm not. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Unless you're gonna answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Okay. 
No, that, that makes sense though. I have those artists too. Right. I think I, I feel like everyone I think everyone does. So like I said that I'm not biased because I always tell Jordan this, like, yo, I'm a I feel like I'm pretty objective, you know, yeah. criticizer of people, especially in my inner circle. Like for if sure, something's trash, sure. I'm gonna tell you like nah, bro. Keep it real. Yeah. yeah, I'm always keep it a hundred. <laughs> but like, no, yo, when I say like the hit bro, this two pack bro job Man, has been on that's love. repeat. Y'all like I him. can't stop playing this. I he doesn't have it on Amazon music and I don't have Spotify yet. So like every <laughs> Every time I get on Spotify, like I gotta play an ad and I use my skip so I wanna get to like the song That's sometimes. So sick. Right? So <laughs> Y'all go tune in though. Right. So which one do you want? Uh see a lot of people like four nineteen. I like Lover Boy better, but I, I know the people like four nineteen better. Alright, we're gonna give them a sample of both. Okay. Check this out. This is four nineteen. No. <laughs> turn me up. Turn me up. Yeah. Yeah, y'all know what it is, yeah, man. Y'all know what's up. Man. It's Jordan Starks on the track. Come hey, on now. Check. Hey. I know what? Gotta keep it real, been a while since I seen you last time we was praying on the sofa What? Said you dealing with anxiety, I had to sit you down and remind you the thoughts they don't own us, okay? And I gotta keep it clear that uh-huh. your mind's while I'm here and the way that you look is a bonus. bonus Just know that you He said I gotta keep it clear that your mind's while I'm here and your looks are just a bonus I'm playing this all the way through, forget it focus, I'm speaking through mine, I've been learning to show it had a couple of doubts, but they get real quiet every time that I think of the moments. Hold on. I really more the feelings that they hosted. What? You asked me a question about if I loved you, but I don't really like how you posed it. What? It's a real long story, but just to make it short, it's a door. I don't really want to close it. Oh. I've been hoping. I've been hoping what? I'm playing these songs all the way through. Come on. But I know that life when go through change has been there, done that. I done felt the pain. But I know I served a God at ages, praying to him that it stays the same. You found me or I found you, who cares? Now I ain't really in the place of blame. What? This is really one for the ages. Don't know how to gauge it, but what, what I do know is that we're grown. And I really want to thank you for your patience. Uh-huh. If I didn't say it, I'm really rocking with you on the long. It's tough, that's why I wouldn't trade it. We got out the pavement. We went through all that. So yeah, yeah. I don't care what you're saying. Okay. We on the same page, and I'm not too I'm down. I like got the diplomas. Had to keep it real, but no watch since I seen you last time. We was praying on the sofa. Okay. Since you're dealing with anxiety, it has to sit you down and remind you to stop saying all this. Okay. Okay. That your mind's why I'm here And the way that you look is a bonus uh-huh. Just know that your heart is a focus I'm speaking through mind I've been learning to show it Hope you know I've been learning to show it Heart big with the mind of a poet uh-huh. I'm right there by Lois okay. I'm not really scared that you're broken Truth is that we're really all broken And I can't pay the bill to go fix it So the worst of the sun is a token No! Talk to me! He said Truth is that we're really all broken and I it? can't pay the bill to go fix it. I can't pay the bill to go fix it. So Little God sent his son as a token. Oh. That's my story so perfect. Look real close. It's the same hand I wrote it. Who am I to go right okay. it off? I'm hey. just a man in the world that was lost. I'm just a man who couldn't pay up the cost. I'm just a man what we know from the start. Just a man that her playing his part. Just a man here to ask for your heart. That's 419. That's 419, man. Okay, yeah, we here now. We here. It's that lover boy. It's that two pack. It's a two pack. We love y'all. If you need to go, do your thing. But we're just gonna ride out right now, just chilling with man. these next two, man. They gonna be thinking you abusing your platform for clout. <laughs> <laughs> Not for real. <laughs> we playing both of them. <laughs> nah, this gets crazy though. Oh, Love a boy, but, but just know that I'm certified. Always say it clear when you hear, so I know you heard it fine. You really made me change direction. Not sure if I turn the time. I'm sorry that I got you here. It's all cool, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Everything that happened is in this plan, it's not pure design. It kind of looks dysfunctional, but I learned not to blur the line. Take a look inside my thoughts. Certain things you're sure to find. What's heavy on my heart is just making sure that we're both are fine. 
and you think the same I think we're both aligning So I wear my heart Cause there's certain things that you can't disguise Love me, love me not What I'm not isn't to play inside So it is what it is Let's just chill for now and enjoy the ride Cause if it's one thing that I learned The journey is a prize Hesitation's ill-advised We felt it, but I'm not surprised Usually I would've left But to you that fact don't apply It's clear by all the moments and comments I always tell the guys So I hope you get this letter Just to make it clear I'm scared, but I heard greater things On the other side of fear My heart knows the many laughs Lord knows the many tears Not sure where your road's gonna end Just know I hope it's here What? It travels along That's crazy I'll be there for you Yo, let me Get back in right here though Come on Tap in Second verse Let's end it Let's no, go I'm love boy, but know that I'm certified I've known you for a minute You met me when it was Martin Drive Now we on the main street I ain't seen you for eight weeks You prefer to drive But I like to lie That's lazy But they been taxing on the ticket So I took my L I never would have done it before But I guess you broke my shell We're going through a lot But we serve a God Who defeated hell Letting go of my fear and holding on to that Every day I pick up my cross and it got his blood attached He paid the price that I should have paid, even took the tax Had to take that tangent to let you know that we're still on track The word says this love is what put him there, so let's call it that Let's call it that That's a fact Let's just call it, it is what it is, let's call it what it is Call it what it is It's love Come on, lover boy Okay, 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 vocals. Uh huh. Come on. Y'all know what it is. Talk to me. Lover Boy J Stark. Stay you. Stay real. Stay humble. We'll catch y'all Friday, man. Much love.